Flyers Daily with Jason Mertides. All right, here we go. It's a brand new Flyers Daily for Friday, the 11th of November. Flyers coming off a 5-2 defeat against the Columbus Blue Jackets last night in Columbus. We had to hear that stupid cannon five times for a goal and one time for the win. So that's six cannon shots that we had to hear last night as the Flyers go down in Columbus. 5-2 the final. Not really indicative of how close the game was. It's actually a 3-2 game. Two empty net goals. By the way, long distance carrier too. Two long distance empty net goals for Columbus in that game. And in the game, people may think I'm nuts when they hear my thoughts on this game last night. And I wonder, I want to get some feedback on this episode from people. Whether you want to email me at jason.mertides at gmail.com, your thoughts, or hit me up on Twitter at Jason Mert. You can tweet me or DM me, whatever you want to do. But I want to get people's thoughts on this game. Because that game last night, like the St. Louis Blues game, did not change my opinion of or expectation of what this team is in any way. Look, one was a 5-1 win over the Blues, and last night was a 5-2 loss to statistically what is the worst team in the NHL. I talked about it. They came into that game with a .250 points percentage so far this season. Their power play was clicking at about 6%. They were off since the weekend where they lost uh, two games overseas in Finland to a really good team in Colorado. But I looked at that game last night, and I go, they did way more good in that game than they did bad. But the problem is, is the bad things they did ended up in the back of their net. They were really consequential mistakes and con- and really prevented them from being able to win the game. But I can't just turn a blind eye because they lost the game to a lot of the good I think that they did do. I think what happened to them in the game is something they've done to a number of opponents this year. The Columbus Blue Jackets got really good goaltending. Going into that game last night, they had been giving up 4.58 goals per game second most in the NHL. They came back. I think Columbus, I think their mentality going into this was, hey, we're off to a really bad start here. We got a chance to reset our season after the weekend games in Finland, had four days off. We need to either S or get off the pot here. We either got to turn this around now or we're going to be chasing it and the math is going to become too difficult. So I think you got a really diligent effort from the Columbus Blue Jackets. And while Columbus had the worst points percentage in the NHL, I don't think they're the worst team in the NHL. I think they're off to a slow start. And where the Flyers come into that game last night with the fifth best points percentage, I don't think they're the fifth best team in the NHL. Again, these are small sample sizes. And so far through this start of the season and the wins and the goaltending and the 5-1 win over the Blues... None of that has changed my expectations of where I think this ultimately goes, which we've talked about ad nauseum here on the podcast. I think eventually, you know, water finds its level. But that being said, there was a lot of good elements in that game. Again, the no-quit attitude, the fact that they're down in the game 3-0, and they battle back to get within one, had a ton of great scoring chances. They got goalied. 
kind of like they've goalied a few teams this year. When you look at the expected goal models, everybody knows I'm not a huge analytics guy, but I always do look at the expected goals in every game and where their scoring chances come from. And when you see the heat map of where the Flyers' scoring chances came from in this game, you go, if you're going to get that many opportunities from that spot, you're going to win a lot of games, unless the goaltender is really good. And I thought that Jonas Corposalo was really good. The Flyers' expected goals in the game were 4.48. Columbus's were 4.16. Basically, with the goaltenders in, it was a 3-2 game. Both goaltenders played well. But I think for the first time this year, when Carter Hart has played, he maybe got outplayed a little bit by his counterpart. Hart didn't play bad, but Corpusalo was just a little bit better tonight. And he's the reason why I think Columbus won the game. Part of the reason why Columbus won the game. Now, I mentioned the part about the Flyers' mistakes were consequential. Because the first three Columbus goals are all on giveaways at a horrible spot on the ice and lead to a rush opportunity going the other way and with and the turnover, the giveaways, were with the wrong personnel on the ice for the opposition. Gaudreau's line was out there every time. You got to know when that line is out there. You got to be even more diligent and more protective of the puck. And they gave it away three times. Hayes in the first one, Tippett on the second, Konechny on the third. And I know the one, the third goal, 37 seconds into the second period, is one that's going to really irritate the coach. Because in the first period, you come out down to nothing, both on self-inflicted wounds of giveaways, and I'm sure Torts was in that dressing room and talked about protecting the puck and not giving it away and not giving them opportunities by not being diligent with the puck. And then to come out in the second period and 37 seconds in, have the same thing basically happen again and go down 3 nothing. I'm sure that angered the hell out of them. So those three plays where you give away the puck in a really consequential area of the ice are what cost them the opportunity to win the game. They did a lot of good things, but those three, the self-inflicted wounds, was enough to sink them for the night. Now, there's this area on the ice, there's two spots, about three feet exiting your zone to your blue line is an area you cannot turn the puck over. So halfway from the top of the circle to your own blue line, when you're exiting, you cannot turn the puck over in that spot because it transitions, it goes back the other way and it becomes a small area game and you're outnumbered usually because if you have possession, you're exiting the rest of your forward line is exiting as well. And if you turn it over there, they're back on top of you quick and you can't recover and you can't get back pressure and you can't get into your system and your structure. That spot, that is a very consequential spot to turn pucks over. The other really consequential spot to turn pucks over is just inside the offensive blue line. So from the offensive blue line to midway to the top of the circles again. And for the same reason, but inverted. Because... If you enter the zone with possession, you go over the blue line, your line mates are then driving the net, driving down low. If you turn that puck over in that spot, it's going the other way, and your line mates are totally out of the play, and you're out of the play because you just turned it over. So you can't throw pucks backhands to the middle of the ice. There's too much in the middle of the ice that you can't see. 
you can't see a guy coming reading the play. And when they make the play or you give it away in that spot, it's a huge advantage. First of all, the other team's only got to go about 140 feet instead of 200. And you don't have numbers. And we saw that on the goals. All three of them. That was the situation. Now, the first one, the the goal that Johnny Gaudreau scored to open the scoring in the game, it looked like Carter was a little maybe off his spot, a little shaded too far to the short side. If you saw the replay of it and the shot from behind Hart, he's got what's called a slight overlap. He's overlapping the short side post a little bit. Now, that's fine to do it just a little bit because that's the shortest distance from where the puck is to the back of the net on the short side. But he seems like he was over just a little bit too far, therefore giving up too much on the long side. Gaudreau, too good of a player. If you give him that much space, he's going to beat you. And he did. So the second one, a little bit of a goofy goal because it's a broken play where Sanheim is able to break up the pass. Wierenski kind of fans on the first shot and then gets the second one off and beats Hart. So that one's a little bit more difficult. But the first one looks like Carter maybe lost his angle or his net just a little bit. But again, those areas of the ice, really consequential where they had those giveaways and Columbus capitalized on three. By my count, they gave it away four times in that in those areas in the game and Columbus scored on three of them. That was the difference in the game. But I'm not mad about this loss. I'm not freaking out about this loss. And I know it was against the worst team heading in from a points percentage standpoint in the NHL. That doesn't have me freaked out. A guy tweeted me last night, David, and said, Adjahasa Mert, are we watching the real Flyers? At the time, they were down 3 nothing, And I don't know what the real Flyers is. I don't know yet. We're only, what, 13 games in? I have no idea what they are. I know what their record is right now, but I still don't know what they are. I mean, there's still a team that has got some pretty significant injuries. By the way, really good to see Cam Atkinson on the ice yesterday for the morning skate with the team. But And hopefully that means that he's trending in the right direction and could be back soon. They could use a player like Cam Atkinson. I don't know what they are. I really don't. I'm not changing my expectations in any way, shape, or form, but I'm not sure what they are. And last night's game, because they lost to Columbus, who statistically is the worst team in the NHL, isn't going to change my expectations to go, oh, they're worse than I thought. Just like beating the St. Louis Blues 5-1 to didn't change my expectation to go, oh, see, they're better than you thought. I don't believe either of those things. This is hockey, and you can beat a team 5-1 to one night. That was a bad Blues team. I mean, they're really struggling. And, yeah, you can beat Ottawa in Ottawa, a team that's now lost six straight games. Lost again last night, and we'll see him Saturday. And you can lose to a team like Columbus. You know, I mean, we saw, I brought this up when the Flyers played Toronto. Toronto's a good team, a lot of good players. They lost to Anaheim, San Jose, and Arizona already this year. So that one loss isn't going to freak me out. Again, you can't get too high with the good win, good games and the wins, and you can't get too low with a loss. How they respond to this loss, and which is a very important weekend of hockey, two matinee home games, Saturday, the return of Claude Giroux for the first time, 
as a member of the opposition. And we just saw Ottawa last week. And then obviously Sunday, you get the Dallas Stars and Jake Ottinger, who's got the only goaltender in the NHL that's got a higher save percentage than Carter Hart. Hart's seen 110 more shots than Jake Ottinger and only one more game. But it'll be it's it, how they respond to this loss is going to be part of the equation. Does Torts make any lineup changes come tomorrow? Those are all things that we'll find out. But, you know, the game last night, again, I'd love to hear from people. I, to me, it's nothing crazy. It's not one of those ones where I'm going to come on here and have a vent session. Because I think they did more good than bad, but the bad was really consequential and prevented them from winning. Now, if that continues, then I'm going to be venting. But I'm not there right now. It's an 82-game season. I don't think it's a time to freak out because of a loss in Columbus to the Blue Jackets. And I know they're not a good team right now, and they're not playing well. Torts going back for the first time in the storylines. I get it. But I looked at the situation. So I say this a lot. I said this on the radio broadcast. Sometimes it's not who you play, it's when you play them. I think that was a really important game for Columbus last night to reset their season after four days off, after a horrific start to the year. That was really important. I thought, I thought you were going to get a really diligent effort from them, and you did. And the Flyers had some really costly mistakes, and they lost a hockey game. But I'm not going to freak out over this one. I'm not going to. If you're looking for a freakout today, you're not going to get it from me. This is not a game to freak out over, in my opinion. Again, I'd love to hear your opinions on it. I'd love to hear where people are on it. Did that game change your expectations? Did the St. Louis win change your expectations? I think that's all a little crazy at this point. That's just where I'm at. Here's what I know. Saturday, Claude Giroux returns. We'll preview that on tomorrow's episode. Sunday, we'll recap Flyers' sends, and we'll preview Flyers' stars. So a busy weekend of hockey. So join us tomorrow as we get you ready for Flyers, sends, and the return of Claude Giroux. Everybody, have a great Friday. Send me those notes. Let me know how you feel. And we will talk to you tomorrow on a brand new Flyers Daily. No matter where you are.